Thanks for tuning in. I'm Joel Amidon. And I'm Ann Monroe. And this is The Teacher's Journey, where we discuss mile markers on the road to better teaching. The Teacher's Journey is brought to you by the University of Mississippi School of Education and is an Amidon Planet production. So, Joel, we're here. Episode two. Two. Of the Teacher's Journey podcast. Yes. So this is exciting. And so uh, you are our second guest. So we're yeah. flipping the tables a bit, right? Right. We're, we're kind of like, this is kind of like that soft opening of a restaurant, like, you know, making sure yeah. we don't <laughs> poison too many people. So if the macaroni and cheese is cold, it's That's fine right. it's yeah, just yeah. your mother who's eating it? That's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. got it. So, okay, yeah, we crash and burn where it's just us here. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll get started. And... Um, we want to hear a little bit about you and your journey to be a teacher. So, so Joel, how did you come to be a teacher? Well, I know in episode one, you had, you know, you knew you were always going to be a teacher and that is a pretty straight path to teaching. Uh, me, I was a little, my journey, like, uh, the interstates in Wisconsin are purposely curvy to keep you from not falling asleep. I think that could be an old wives' tale or something like that, but it was uh, something that is. They're curvy roads, and I think that was my uh, that was my path. I had a curvy road uh, into teaching, and I started off wanting to be uh, Bill Gates, wanted to be a computer programmer, and uh, then I went into like I was always good at math, so I wanted to do like pure math. That was interesting. That got into that lasted for a semester. So I, I changed many semesters. And just long story short, it took me less time to get a PhD than it did to get my undergrad degree. <laughs> so <laughs> when you started your undergrad degree, you were a pure math major. Uh, computer science. Oh, computer science. Okay. Then. Not for that long. Uh, and then uh, then I went into math and then there was some other majors in there too. But <laughs> eventually um, I ended up doing, and just kind of like what you said, you had an experience that led you to think like this could be what teaching is about. And that was with kindergartners. For me, I was a counselor at Boys State. So in Wisconsin, it was called Badger Boys State. And, you know, there was lots of teachers that were counselors there because they had summers off so they could spend the week at this government camp that's sponsored by the American Legion where you make a mythical state and, uh, fill up a, 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 a university campus usually where floor of a dorm is a city, the dorm is a county, all the dorms together make up the state, and they run around. Well, we had that in high school. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. yeah it was probably, what was it? Uh, what would it be? Volunteer? Maybe. Girl state? Volu- yeah. Yeah, Because you're from so. Tennessee. Correct. The volunteer state. Here it's Magnolia. Boy State, Magnolia okay. Girls. Yeah, I don't know what's so. a Tennessee, but I just remember in the yearbook it says Boy State. Yeah. There, there's a picture. Right. <laughs> So, and those were juniors to be seniors. And I just, I, I was a citizen. That's what they call this, a citizen when you're, when you went and actually did the program. And then afterwards you could be a a counselor. I was assistant counselor. I became a counselor. 13 years I spent in that program. So, you know, as I'm (laughs) jumping majors and doing, going through, you know, college and in multiple, in five and a half years, yikes, (laughs) uh, it there was That's every time I'd come bad. back, there's this thing that I know and love. And I was like, you know, I really enjoy working with high school students. And I really enjoy that. Like, this is like, I look forward to this all the time. I look forward to doing this. Um, I had a chance to do some coaching and just like it all pointed to becoming a teacher. And so I uh, went and did that at the University of Wisconsin. And, and it was like, this is the place where I get to pour into people and use and I had an aptitude for mathematics, too. So it was like those two things put together led me to becoming a high school math teacher. And then 
led me to getting a master's, PhD, and now I'm down here at the University of Mississippi teaching Love teachers. It. Excellent. Well, we are we're happy to have you. Oh, Joel. thank you. I appreciate um, it. So, since we're we have a podcast talking about mile markers and uh, those experiences on the road to becoming a better teacher that really have an impact mm-hmm. and um, you know make you a better teacher. What artifact would you use to represent your mile marker? If you want to talk about one, we know we have many mile markers. Many mile markers. But what's one that sticks out to you as something that was has been fundamental to your development as a teacher? Yeah, and I'm going to I'm going to reach back into my days at Wisconsin and it, we're in my office and this is actually something that is in my office. It is an artifact that I can actually point to. It is my first unit plan. It was called The Origins Controversy from an Educational Standpoint, an Inherently Inclusive Curriculum for Teaching Both Evolution and Creation. Shout out to my group members, uh, Jeff and Jeff Elliott, Dan Krill, and Christy Shemansky. That's from 2001. So wow. 20 years ago. Wow. Still, still good. So um, that unit was a, it was a unit that was at, at the end of our first semester in the program. So it I always like to think it was the first time like you kind of flip the sides of the desk, you know, because you're until you until at least for me, until I entered the school of education, it's like I'm a student and I was a really I was, I was a real good student, like could play that game you're real good at that, real good at that. And then all of a sudden, like you're on the other side and you think like, well, what's what goes into leading a class and teaching a lesson, lesson planning, unit planning, um, thinking about students were different because I think a lot of times. Or for me, when I would imagine teaching, I was imagining teaching myself. That was probably yeah. my biggest hurdle mm-hmm. and have some examples of that. But um, it, we talked about last time that not all the uh, mile markers are positive. I have a very negative example of like thinking about teaching myself my first test. But we won't get into that. But anyway, so this unit um, was the, you know, thinking about what does it mean to actually plan instruction. And so some of the things that if I'm pointing to this about why it was important to me was it was a unit that we talked about across many courses. So we had an inclusion course, we had like a learning theory course, and I want to say an ed policy course. Then we had some field experience and all of us were at a certain school. So that was like the content context for our unit was this school. And then we then took some students that had some identified learning needs Mm -hmm. and we took three students and those were like our kind of our benchmark students, I guess you could say that, hey, we want to make sure that this unit is um, works well for each of these three students. So we kind of had like cases, like we kind of described. Were the students different from each other? I mean, yeah. was it, was, so this is sort of bleeds into your other idea about just teaching yourself. Now you're really having to think about teaching right. others. Exactly. And not only just others, specific others. Specific, yeah. yeah. So it's not like, oh, we want to make sure everyone can do it. No, no, no. We want to make sure that, you know, Jimmy can do this. We want right. to make sure that uh, Juan can do this. You know, right. like th- that was like being very specific yeah. about these students and so and and then having to justify that it was about these students. So when we created this unit and, and we had to create it collaboratively because it's you know from the title you could tell that it's a science unit, it wasn't a math unit. Like we tried to incorporate some math stuff into it, but it was primarily a science unit. I think we did science and social studies. But anyway, um the 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 content was not necessarily coming from me, but then thinking about my descriptions of the students were a primary focus in there. Well, regardless of all that, 
this was one uh, a unit where we had to work together. There's no way we could have done this individually, mm. right? Yeah. And so, like I said before, I was real good at doing school. Like a lot of times, if we had group projects when I was in school, I would just do it. Right. Like you know what? I'll take care of it. Don't right. worry about it. I'll take care of it. And so that would happen all a lot. But like for this, I actually couldn't do that. So it was like it was one of the first times. I ever had to lean on somebody. And then these weren't just other students. These were colleagues. We, we actually taught together. We student taught together at a school where we were doing our field experience. So like it was, I'm leaning on professionals because I can't do my job unless they do their job and they can't do their job unless I do my job. And it was like us leaning on each other. It was like, that was, that was big for me because I would not trust a lot of people. Yeah, and you were you would rely on yourself. Oh yeah. And I guess as a student, that's who you rely that's on, right. right? Yeah, yeah. And so and so for you this this mile marker, this artifact of this unit plan that you're doing in conjunction with others, mm-hmm. how did that play into your first years of teaching and how what lessons did you take from that that then you applied to your since this was happening in your pre-service program? Right. How yeah. did you how did you see this, you know, being used in in your first years of teaching as a classroom teacher. Yeah, it was kind of like awesome that it happened because then when I went into my first job of teaching, it was a completely different style of teaching. You know, for my teaching of math, when I had it in school, it was teachers at the front, they put notes up at the board, we're going to do some examples. Maybe someone comes up and does an example, but pretty much it was being talked to, and then you get to work on your own. For my first teaching, we had small groups, so we had the groups working together, and then um, and I basically was kind of walking around facilitating groups. It wasn't a lot of me talking in front. And right. so the being able to think about what are the needs of my students, like, ooh, this person might need some support with reading. Let's make sure all groups are reading things out loud, like, oh, this person has a vision impairment. Let's make sure to move that group up towards the front in case there is stuff on the board. Or if we have packets that they're, you know, just magnified for her so she can properly read them. Or, you know what, uh, even like thinking about, there's a couple students where both of them want to take the reins in a group. Maybe yeah. we separate them. Maybe we put them in different groups just right. so, one, they can use their gift and they're not butting each other's heads uh, within the same group. And so thinking about, individuals first in the, the planning, that was important. But then two, in order to make that whole, um, so this was a freshman level math course, in order to, for that to run, we did a lot of like common assessments and common planning. We always, so like we had to lean on each other to get the course done. <laughs> like every, so like that, like being able to lean on each other and being able to ru- like work well together, that collaboration, um, like, it started from day one in my first year of teaching, and I don't think I would have been as good if I didn't have this experience. Yeah, I think undergrad. that's I think that's a really um, important thing for pre-service teachers to hear because I know um, with us here in the School of Education at the University of Mississippi, we do a lot of collaborative work, yes. and I know for and I was like you as a student, I, I'm I'm going to get it done. Let me do it. You know, I still have too much of that in me, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times I know some of our students, and I think particularly the the really students who who are really strong and independent, they're not super always excited about the collaborative work <laughs> yeah, because right. it's it brings in a whole other element. But what your story points to is how important collaboration is once you become a teacher in a school, right. and how 
not only important it is, but it's just the way things work and it's the best for students and also how much fun it is. Like when you get out, when, you know, when you graduate from college and you get your own classroom, and I remember when I did that, I was astounded at the teamwork and the collaboration, mm-hmm. not just amongst the other third grade teachers. At my school, we did all sorts of planning together and things like that, but also, you know, working with the, the um, speech pathologist, working with the special education right. teacher, working with the gifted teacher. Where, you know, there was so much collaboration, um, you know, working with the ladies in the cafeteria. There, everything is collaborative because you, it has to be in a school setting. When, you're, when you are there to create an environment for children, everyone works together. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, for me, it was such a fun part of teaching oh. because I had such a great environment, mm-hmm. such a wonderful school, wonderful um, colleagues and leaders at the school and staff, and everyone was just magnificent. And so it was the, to me, it was a joy right. to then collaborate. Whereas when I was in college, like you, it was always a grown <laughs> oh, group yeah. work. And so I think that's a good lesson that why do we, as education professors, encourage this collaborative work mm-hmm. in the college classroom? It's because we know that when our students graduate and get their own classrooms and go out and, and get jobs in schools, that's the way it is right. and the way it should be. Yeah. And also, it's fun. It's more fun. It's yeah. more fun and you do a better job. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to put that out there because I think uh, for those listening to this podcast that are still in their pre-service journey you know, and, and might not be super excited about the group work, there's, there's a reason for it. Right. Absolutely. And like, you know, it, and then it, it expanded beyond there. So then you think like, I'm surrounded by assets that help me become a better teacher. Like even going back to my first year of my high school teaching days, you know, not only the math department, but then I remember we had an opportunity where we could go like choose our own professional development. And I went to the foreign language department where they were te- they were talking about how to better teach vocabulary. I'm like, Whoa. Math like, is a foreign language. Exactly, uh, yeah. Right, for a lot of students, yeah. especially as they enter new math. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they were like going to the library because the, the library at our school was a place where, you know, students that maybe didn't have a lot of friends, they would go and hang out. And, you know, they maybe they did a lot of reading and say, so, okay, so what are they reading? But then also, who is coming in a lot? Maybe we can help facilitate some connections with some friends that have some common uh, um common uh, enjoyments uh, in the reading subjects that they had. So anyway. Well, let, so let me ask you this then. If we're talking about how important this is and right. how essential it is to teaching, how would you, t- how does this tile, this mile, mile marker with this unit plan, this collaborative unit plan, how does that tie to the standards that, that, um, you know, are expected of teachers? Right. And so again, I, I had to do this as an undergrad. And so thinking about like, what are the in-task standards? And again, what does in-task stand for again? Interstate New Teacher Assessment and Support Consortium. Fantastic. So the two standards that I would identify, and the one, and again, this this artifact, I think, ties to two growth things where I'm thinking about students first in planning. So I would think that would tie in with standard two learning differences. The teacher uses understanding of individual differences in diverse cultures and communities to ensure inclusive learning environments that enable each learner to meet high standards. That is awesome. And my instructor, Alice Udvari-Solner, would, yes, she would love that that I'm connecting it to that standard. Um, shout out to Alice. And then also standard 10 talks about leadership and collaboration. The teacher seeks appropriate leadership roles and opportunities to take response for student learning to collaborate with learners, families, colleagues, other school professionals, and community members to ensure learner growth and to advance the profession. Now, again, you know, I didn't demonstrate an understanding of that whole standard in this 
mile marker, but I did make growth, make growth in it. And so like, those are, those are the two that I would point to for this mile marker. And I think it's, it's um, important to note that a lot of the things that we, these mile markers that we experience, it's usually not a, um, you know, it's usually not one thing that it impacts. It's usually not one area of our teaching that it touches on. So these standards are proof. You've, you, I looked at two standards when I talked about my artifact in the first podcast mm-hmm. that we recorded, and now you're talking about two different, very right. different standards, yeah. um, but the same experience, the same artifact, right? This, right? this UBD unit plan. So that, you know, just as with everything in life, it's a multifaceted, these experiences we have touch on all aspects of teaching. And so I think that's really important for people to know that when you have these influential things happen to you, there's, it it happens on all levels for teaching. Yeah. Well, Joel, I really appreciate you sharing your experience with us and your artifact, your first ever unit plan. It wasn't UBD, was it, Joel? I actually think it was. You think it was. Wiggins and McTighe. I think it was an Understanding by Design unit plan. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing with us. This episode may be over, but the journey to better teaching continues. Please subscribe so you are notified when the next episode is ready for you to listen. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the podcast. And finally, thank you for taking the journey to better teaching. This world is a better place because you have used the gifts you have been given, Joel, to teach others.